night. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's get right to him. I mean, it's a whirlwind. He's got a lot on his plate, so we'll be quick. But uh, Brent Zorneman joining us right now from the Houston Chronicle. Brent, you've broken a lot of news over your lifetime. I don't remember quite one just being almost like a bomb like this. I mean, you just you just decided um, at about two and two thirty in the afternoon to just stop down all of SEC media days. So congratulations to you for just completely uh, taking over SEC media days. Yeah, Matt, you said I had a lot on my plate. You must have seen my meal today over at uh, SEC media days. They, they did feed us well. Which, but, it, you know, it, hey, yesterday, Matt, was, was Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, and Mike Leach making his SEC media days debut. So, you know, I was I was stoked about that. Um, ideally, this this bombshell would have would have dropped on me next week when I'm back in the dog days of July and looking for something to do. You know, looking for something to cover and come up with story ideas. But I certainly wasn't going to ignore it at, at that point. And you know, when I got word of it, um, I then sought out Commissioner Greg Sankey. You know, and and uh, found him on Red Radio Row down there, and he looked at me like. Where did you hear that? You know, and and then essentially he said, well, you know, rumors have been swirling. Then he said, yeah, no comment. You know, that because – and at that point, you know, then we're trying to get uh, reaction from, from especially Texas and then, and then OU and go from there. So, so yeah, it certainly wasn't my intention, but it's made for a pretty crazy 24 hours in the time since. Did Sankey – so did, now did, he, did you give him a chance to comment – like right before you dropped it, or was this? Did you did you go find him right after the story dropped? No, it was yeah, it was. Um, uh, the idea was we needed reaction from the SEC before we posted anything. Okay, and okay. and so yeah, it was, <laughs> and so we were able to put in the story, you know, a, a no comment from from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, which certainly wasn't a. Uh, that's crazy or no this is not happening or i have not contacted anybody it was it was simply two words no comment so yeah so we we um you know allowed him to to do that before we posted and it was funny because the wi-fi in the winfrey hotel and hoover has just been really spotty so i'm literally running around with my laptop and trying to connect to my hotspot on my cell phone and Went outside to try to get better Wi-Fi. It reminded me of the old days when you'd pull up to an apartment complex and try to, you know, scam some free Wi-Fi to send in a story. <laughs> so it was kind of crazy. And then I finally got it. We finally got it posted, and I, I took a breath and walked back into the into the main ballroom there and and had a seat. Yeah, yeah, and I bet your phone started blowing up, and then people started stopping by. Probably some of your friends that were covering it, like, uh, "Oh, thanks, thanks." Yeah, I didn't give well, you Jimbo, didn't give everybody a heads up. <laughs> no, no, I did not at all. And, and Jimbo was actually at the podium at the time. By the time we finally got it posted, and and then they go to me, you know, and I ask him a you know some lame question about the offensive line. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, had, he had previously he had just gotten a question about uh, did you see that report in Houston Chronicle and you know and that's when Jimbo said well I bet they would you know in terms of, of joining the SEC. Well, uh, Brent Zorneman, who covers the Aggies for the Houston Chronicle, uh, this story, uh, Brent, you know these Aggies, you know people, high-ranking Aggies, they're working like crazy to uh, uh, to prevent this. Do you? 
I mean, knowing all the things that you know about this process and knowing all those Aggies, do you do you like their chances? The the, the feeling I'm getting today, even from the the top kind of Aggies, are well, this is probably inevitable. Is that the same sort of feedback and feeling you're getting? But I guess they're going to continue to run out all the traps. You nailed it when you said I've been there before because I am having flashbacks big time to, to <laughs> 10 years ago. And and here's the thing. The literal 10-year anniversary to the day of Bowen Lofton stepping out uh, of a Regents meeting at Texas A&M on the A&M campus and saying the Big 12 is in a state of uncertainty, that was 10 years ago yesterday. And if you <laughs> – you can probably start connecting the dots, and I did a big anniversary story on that, reaching out to a lot of old contacts across the leagues and, you know, and so forth. So uh, you can imagine how that um, – you can start kind of putting things together on how it all came down on, <laughs> on this. But it had a lot to do with the 10-year anniversary of, of the Aggies saying that they wanted out of the Big 12 and wanted to go into the SEC. And from there, things accelerated. And, of course, as you well know, Baylor – Tried to, and I could not blame Baylor, you know, tried pulling out all the stops, Kevin Starr, hey, let's try and stop these guys, you know, threaten litigation and so forth. And when at some point they saw that just simply wasn't going to work, you know, that's when things, you know, A&M was going to be a, a, a lame duck in the Big 12 longer than, than what, it, you know, happened. I think they were going to make move into the SEC in 2013, maybe 2014, but once it was apparent, they weren't going to be part of the Big 12, and it was an awkward situation. Suddenly, they're they're entering in 2012, and I could see that happening here as well. And then to your question about the Aggies, they're saying all the right things. They're trying to pull out all the stops, but in the end, they might end up being a lone ranger on this front in terms of one out of 14 because of the addition of, of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Did you feel like uh, Bjork uh, looked a little – Week on, I mean, so it's it's interesting how he did that, and I know probably he was given his marching orders to say no. There's there's only one Texas team in the SEC, but it just seemed a little weird the the reaction and everything. And I mean, I I knew you you knew once you put this out, the Aggies were going to head this way, and and you had those really good comments. But then he's he's there and he's available. He's like the one of the only athletic directors around. How did you how did you think he came across? And and how do you think the Aggies look right now? Because as you said, they may they may be the only team totally against this. So somebody was reporting yesterday that maybe Missouri, but then uh, their new coach was up there making jokes about, hey, welcome to the conference kind of deal. Yeah, making horns down jokes. <laughs> uh, Ross Bjork was saying what he, yeah, what he. Uh, you know, he was walking the company line, in other words. He was doing what he felt needed to be done for Texas A&M at that very moment. And I, I have kind of gotten a little bit of a kick out of the whole idea that this was some big orchestrated event by Texas A&M. You know, they had no idea this was coming out at, at that time. And, you know, and as I explained earlier, so much of it stemmed from me looking back at the 10-year anniversary of Lofton's declaration. So A&M wasn't part of that if you if you're following me here you know what i'm saying it wasn't some yeah, deal where yeah. okay this news is going to drop and ross bjork is going to be right there to answer questions i mean <laughs> he was as stunned as, as as anyone in the room i'll put it that way so his initial reaction was 
A&M wants to be the only school from the SEC in the state of Texas, which, you know, which they've said all along. So it wasn't anything different. But I do think along the way that, uh, you know, and they can continue that stance and there's going to be lawmakers involved and everything early on, but uh, we'll just see how it plays out from there. But I, I will say this to answer your question. He did what A&M felt like he needed to do at that, at that very moment when he's getting surround, literally surrounded by reporters. Yeah, and generally when there are reporters around, uh, the Chancellor John Sharp um, will show up. And, 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 Brent, you might have to update sometimes, John, on what exactly is going on. <laughs> but once he, once he knows, he likes to be part of these things. Is, uh, have, we, have we heard from uh, Mr. Sharp on any of this? We have not, at least I have not, in terms of that. And, you know, he was not, he was not at SEC Media Days. Uh, I was I was working. I think one of your old buddies, Travis Brown. I was working next to them at um, at SEC Media Days, and they were reaching out to a lot of uh, you know the, the the brass at Texas A and M, and I heard his name from them. But so maybe they reached out to him, but I have not heard from him on that front. And uh, you know we <laughs> we got an earful from Ross Bjork early on, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 you know my perspective. I'm a fifth generation Texan. I grew up. On the A and M Texas football game, it was it was one of the highlights of my year. So personally, you know, if this does come to fruition, man, I'm looking forward to that being a game around Thanksgiving again. You know, that that will certainly be one of the pluses I think for the state of Texas is the the renewing of the rivalry. Even if even if Aggies say they don't want it, and you're hearing, you know, I'm hearing from so many Aggies saying, you know, mad and they don't want it back. But I'm also thinking that those guys are going to be the first in line for tickets if, if the game does indeed come back. Brent Zorneman joining us uh, broke this big story for the Houston Chronicle. And uh, that, by the way, Brent, I mean, I, I'm fine if you want to enjoy thinking about this, but could you at least have a have a moment for my Baylor Bears? I'm a little I'm a little worried about where, where hey. they fit into this whole. This whole thing. I'm with you, Matt. You know, I, I love Baylor. You know, as a guy who grew up, and I, I attended Sam Houston, so I was one of those who, I mean, I pitched at Farrell Field against the Bears. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I love the place. I love the setting. Baylor has done everything, you know, with its facilities. It's awesome. And so <laughs> I even mentioned that on a, on some other shows earlier that Baylor, here's a program, a department that's on the upswing to win the national title in basketball and now suddenly they're going to maybe be, maybe be in that position of a, of a decade ago, but and it certainly worked out then. And I just don't see the Big 12. Let me ask you about this. How is the Big 12 going to handle this in terms of saying, do they try to add, you know, Cincinnati, Rice, SMU down the line, or do those teams, the more prominent programs, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, do they disperse to, to other leagues at that point? I mean, they they they'll actually need like Congress or uh, or they need the state house. They need lawmakers to get involved because this is the most reactionary conference that ever was put together. And and we're reminded every few years of how this is a house of cards. And you've seen it even when they try to do that dog and pony show, uh, and 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 talk to some other schools about expansion. It turned into a big joke. And, and it's, at the end right. of it, they're like, oh, we didn't really want anybody anyway. So to to think. That there is a plan. Now, what we hope, uh, you know, basically is that Mac Rhodes from Baylor does have a plan. Like, personally, whether that's through the ACC, whether that's Big East basketball, whatever it is, that it, he has something in his hip pocket. Because I'll tell you one thing, Brent, you can't, 
if I've learned anything over the years, you cannot trust the University of Texas. And I don't even mean that. I mean, I love, I got all, I'm like you, I got a ton of Texas buddies. But if you're in business and you're in a conference and you think, oh, I, they, they're, they're loyal to me. Oh, Texas is going to take care of us. You're stupid. I mean, you really are. You're crazy. If you, and that's why the Aggies, I mean, have learned the hard way over the years. There's a, there's a huge lack of trust, and that's why they don't want to reunite. But I'm like you. Once it happens, there'll be excitement over it, and we can get the Aggies and Longhorns to play in again, and all that'll be fun. But the rest of us are left to be like, what in the world? What do we do with our lives? But, no, I got know. you. And, and there is some thought that, you know, maybe there's a different set, you know, a different regime in place. But I, I follow you on that, on that distrust. I mean, I've seen it firsthand from covering the Aggies all these years. So, so yeah, that is certainly. But I, I will say this: you mentioned Mac Rose. Certainly, Baylor is in really good hands with him. I will say that. Um, you know, I think he will he will he will find the best alternative plan for for the Bears moving forward. I have no doubt about that. He is he is one sharp dude. Well, I appreciate that that final kind word there, Brent. Hey, thanks for doing this, man. You're all over the the place right now, and uh, it was a it was a great uh, some great breaking news for you. And just keep doing it, man. I just hope you keep dropping bombs. I hope the next story though is that Baylor's now in the ACC. Okay, that's what I want you to work on. There you go, Matt. You can break that one, and then I'll have you. I'll, I'll visit with you about that. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks, Brent. We'll see you soon. You, you bet.